and welcome to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast, episode 21. And I'm really honored, very excited, very privileged to have my friend Jen Ditchick into the studio this week. So first off, welcome Jen to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show. And if I... um, my neck is sort of immobile at any point in the interview. I woke up a couple of days ago with a weird neck, so I'm. It's feeling a little better today, but um, I have to be careful not to look at you in a sort of a a quick fashion. So I'm going to do my best Frankenstein impression and try to stay as still as possible here. Um, I won't judge you. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Or take it personally. <laughs> um, well, I want to talk a little bit there's so much i've known you for i feel like almost 15 almost maybe 20 years it's been a long time um but there's a and and so i think much like friendships and relationships they ebb and flow um but there's something about um my interest in something that you've been interested in for quite some time now where i i feel like we've connected in a in another level the last few months um and I just want to tell a quick backstory, and then I want to because you and I could talk for hours about lots of things. So I'm my my I'm going to try and focus us today. I found, you know, Instagram is is having a huge impact on our lives, and technology is. And my focus has become a little bit more on Instagram because I feel like it's affecting us in more manip- manipulative and there's trickery going on. So anyway, so about six months ago, I found myself paying attention to some marketing people on Instagram in the sense that they were suggesting the way to get more followers, make money, stand out, is to post more, post more videos, be flashy, like show off your clothing and 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 it's going to lead, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's going to lead to more money, more uh, awareness to your quote-unquote brand. And I was sort of going down that path. And then I I almost had this sort of awakening where I was sort of like, what the hell am I doing? And I get, I'm, I don't want to be naive here. I'm very clear in the sense that there is a place for things like Instagram and Facebook. And if you have something that you've completed and you obviously want people to hear about it, these can be powerful tools. But I was realizing that my energy was going towards all of the wrong things in the sense that I like to think of myself as an artist and a creator. And, you know, I'm back to making music again. And I spent last year writing a book and now I'm, I'm like writing another draft to try to make it better. And um, I so I felt like my brain was going down the wrong path. It was paying attention to things that ultimately, if you're not creating something that's good, it doesn't matter how much work and time you put into being flashy or cool or creating a better Instagram presence. And I mean, and that's sort of the big argument I think we're having with our society now is I feel like the trend is to spend more time on the flash and creating a persona than actually getting better at your craft. So this leads me to you. So then I started, 
spending more of my free time off my phone, ignoring Instagram, creating the podcast, creating conversations about the struggles that we as artists all go through to try to stay creative and present in our craft and try not to get sort of go down the rabbit hole of our phones or social media or Instagram. And so I brought this up to you and and you were really um, a huge supporter of sort of this, this shift in my thinking and, and, and the podcast and what it's about or what it's trying to be about. And, and so as I'm saying all this, you for a while have, have, you know, been aware of the effects that Instagram can have on your brain. And, and you've even taken Instagram quote unquote cleanses where you've taken like 30, 40, 50 days, just completely off. Yeah. I'm actually currently off of all social media. So indefinitely right now you're obviously, so you're very creative. When did you realize that you had to, um, why didn't you realize that Instagram was affecting you in, in sort of these deeper ways? And you ultimately started reading about minimalism and you've become a minimalist. Is that fair to say? Or at least in some regards of your life? Yes. So when did this shift sort of, because we all, I feel like, got caught up in the craze and, and the enthusiasm of, of Instagram and social media. But I think we didn't really realize that it can get in the way of our lives if we're not careful. So when did that sort of become something in your brain where you're like, huh, I, I need to take a step back or else I'm going to be on this on this thing all the time? Or what, what was your process? Well, um, it's definitely been a process and it's, it's still a process. I think it's something that I've been um, curious about and passionate about early on. So maybe, let's say, Eight or nine years ago, I saw a documentary called Transcendent Man by Ray Kurzweil. Mm, And he was talking about the singularity. And basically, it was, in its simplest form, and to bring it full circle to us, and this is eight or nine years ago, or maybe ten years ago, how technology is affecting us, or going to affect us. And at that time and Ray Kurzweil it was more about the singularity so he had predicted he had predicted many things that had come to fruition regarding technology over the years but um, one of the main things was that basically predicting that in the year 2029 artificial intelligence when artificial intelligence um superseded biological intelligence it was going to be a disaster so it was more about that and watching technology and curious about it excited about it as like a nerd and um so i think the curiosity started then and just kept following through and as we all have kind of being excited about yeah, technologies course. and i think i think all of us i think collectively as a culture we're start as you're reading our, these articles where they're starting to realize like how i was going to cuss but do you bleep stuff out but oh, i no, guess you're you not corporately owned no how fucked up it is yeah oh you, you can <laughs> um, swear all you like <laughs> oh, okay good i'm gonna totally swear throughout this whole conversation but really how technology it's like you know i think again like you had mentioned we had all gone through sort of 
when the iPhone came out or even Instagram. I loved Instagram when it first yes, came out. I yeah. mean, as creative people, it's so much fun to like be able to shoot pictures and use filters and and, you know, follow people. I think we all kind of at first were sucked in and it was, you know, but numbing or I don't think we realized. I think the research is showing that it the they were hits of dopamine, and these technologies are being created. Sure, based on that. Um, so just being curious about it. I think early on, I just I didn't like the way I or I started noticing that other people were like focusing on their cell phones, and I started going to a conference called Wisdom Two Point Yeah. Which I think my first weekend there was about five years ago. And it was super interesting, and it was about how it was in San Francisco, and it was about um, Silicon Valley technology meeting the mindfulness community. And I've always been interested in spirituality and mindfulness, and that's also been an interest of mine. Um, So I went, and I felt it was really amazing. And they had all these different panels, and it was a mix of people, and they had uh, people from Google and LinkedIn, and then you had John Cabot Zinn, who's mm, yeah. really big in the mindfulness Wherever you go, movement. There you are. Yeah, yeah. And Eckhart Tolle and uh, Pico Iyer, who wrote The Art of Stillness, and so they had a mix of people. And I think at that time, five years ago, it was really this conference was everybody coming together trying to figure out like how to be mindful. Yeah. In this new, with this new technology in the tech age, so my interest kind of started then, and it's been it's been evolutionary. I mean, I've you know Facebook, um, I've never really used it just haphazardly. I, I think maybe because I am an artist and um, I'm in branding and marketing that I've always just naturally like anything I've put out there has been sort of brand focused right. like my brand whatever that is well it's funny because your job is about promoting and marketing well that's all another thing no but right. there's just so much thick irony here in the sense that yeah um you know i think you un- understand there's an intimacy to the process of of creation mm-hmm. whether it's paint uh painting writing a book or writing a song um there is a very, it's a personal, intimate experience with whatever is residing inside of you that inspires you to create. Totally. And now it's almost like the culture wants you to expose that somehow on a platform. Right. And it's really, truly impossible. Um, and it sort of diminishes the experience. And so I, I just, there's, you know, obviously you're at a, at a company where f- huge films are being created and they want people to spend the money and see these films. So obviously the company's going to be using Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, et cetera. Well, therein lies the irony for me because I am in like my career outside of being an artist and my, my creativity and being an artist personally is a hobby. And then I'm in, you know, current day, career-wise, uh, entertainment marketing. Yeah. And 
You know, I've had, um, I mean, I, I feel like I was at a crossroads. You and I were talking about this early a year ago and really kind of this dilemma of, um, you know, I have embraced minimal, minimalism in the last two years, which for me, really just getting clear on my values and living a really, really super intentional life, meaning, uh, you know, not just consumer items or material things, but really anything I'm bringing into my life, yeah. Other, you know, um, people and and things and how I spend my time and um, what I put into my mind and um, my time has become so valuable and you know in and then cut to career-wise Hollywood entertainment marketing um, it's shifting actually this year in particular because we are consuming media differently so we're having to market differently. Yeah. And it really is catering, and here lies the irony, to this digitally focused consumer. Yeah. And so, you know, trailers, which used to be two minutes, are now being cut down to two to five seconds. Like people's brain, which we and I have talked about Nicholas Carr's shallow. I mean, mm. our brains have become shallow and attention deficit disorder everybody's got it um it's a little complicated because i'm again my my interest in you know to circle back to your original question is when did i start to to notice it was more of a curiosity and a passion um or curiosity that led me down the rabbit hole or just kept you know continued on and read books and followed people and so it's just been more of a Educating myself based on my curiosity. And definitely, even five years ago, was leaning more towards um, being mindful of how I was using my technology. But it's gotten even more so, especially this year. Um, So I think with Facebook and Instagram, I, I was never a huge Facebook person. Um, what I did like about it or what I do like about it is um, being able to bring a community together. I host a creative club. Right. Um, so using it more for that. And then Instagram, I think in the beginning for me, felt like um, it felt even as of late, it, it's more of a creative, creatively inspirational platform for me. Yeah. But I definitely have gone down the rabbit hole and like I've spent time on it where it does not make me feel good. Like when you and Tony were having that conversation, he's like, it makes me tired. It just makes me tired. I totally agree with that. Um, So I think this year, like just being able to take kind of these digital detoxes. um, Mm. But as of late, um, I've been going through a huge transition in my life with my career and, um, just taking some risks and I felt and and it also in my research reading um about deep work by Cal Newport mm-hmm. and um and he just it's funny he just digital mil- minimalism yeah, he, which I, I can't wait to read right um, well, and it's funny you actually were the one that made me aware of something that you know what you're talking about um and I think that's the thing if you don't have this hyper level of awareness or being in tune with what's going on before you know it 
you know, two hours have passed. And then you multiply those two hours by like, gosh, I wasted 14 hours this week just staring at meaningless photos. And I don't mean it to sound kind of negative, but in the broad scheme of things, the Instagram stories, the food pictures, and I mean, are they really adding that much value? No, they're not. hard part is is that you know these technologies have been set up where they are dopamine hits so we kind of we get fooled into feeling like they're distraction you know they're soothing distractions or right we think they're soothing distractions but i think they're more complicated than that no they're not soothing because i think as you're starting to have these conversations i think people feel I think most people don't feel good after spending time on social media. And I think more and more people are starting to realize that. And for, you know, I've, I I can't articulate it right now, but I know it's it's like these, it's like, and I read this actually, clicking on, and it's not just Instagram, it's clicking on, checking your email, checking your phone, checking any app on your phone is a dopamine hit. You're right. And so it's so it's not just Instagram. It's just checking your phone, checking your phone. Um and even like five years ago when I started to really kind of hone in on this and I read The Shallows six years ago. Right. By Nicholas Carr, like and I was like, Holy shit, my our brains are shallow and it made sense. And even though this is evolutionary, like it's always happened, like when there was when maps were created our brains became a little bit more shallow because at the time you would look at the stars and you would find north, south, east, west. And then when book, even books, I mean, this stuff has, when books were created, these kind of conversations were happening. People were in an uproar, like that it would start to make your brain more shallow. Just by reading books instead of... Right, yeah, instead of... So this is evolutionary. This isn't something brand new, but I think it's on a whole different level and it's exponentially changing and it's different because i think i do think the dopamine hit thing and um is a problem because i I, it's like being on a slot machine it's the same effect so it's almost as if you have a constant slot machine in your pocket and that's a problem right that's a problem Well, and you also suggested that I read um, a book called Bored and Brilliant. Which I love. Which which was really sort of like, like, and it's funny, I sent you an article from the New York Times this past week about, the the title was, um, Let Children Be Bored Again. Yeah. And so I wanted to just quickly read, and I didn't really think about this until, you know, I read the book, but we... Those moments when you're sort of in the shower, and that's what this article talks about, or just walking, those moments are really important for people that, I mean, not only just artists, if you are coming up with vacation plans or a recipe for dinner tomorrow, you need those moments where the mind has the potential to wander freely. Totally. And so 
I just wanted to read this from the article. Because things happen when you're bored. Some of the most boring jobs I've had were also the most creative. Working in an import factory after school, I pasted photos of ugly Peruvian sweaters onto sales sheets. My hands became encrusted with glue as the sweaters blurred into clumpy sameness. Once, once you've truly settled into the anesthesia, help me with this, anesthetizing effects of boredom, you find yourself en route to discovery. With monotony, small differences begin to emerge between those trees, those sweaters. This is why so many useful ideas occur in the shower. When you're held captive to a mundane activity, you let your mind wander and follow it where it goes. Totally. And go ahead. No, I that gets me excited because when I read Manusha's book, and that's kind of when I started doing these mini digital detoxes, it just spoke so much to my heart. Yeah. I mean, the when I started going to Wisdom 2.0, it, it was, that was more focused on how the phone was affecting us and mm-hmm. how, which was our initial conversation a few months ago, how people weren't having conversations anymore and how... You know, you would be interrupted by your phone or if you're at dinner with a friend and even just the phone being on the table affected the conversation. Yeah. And so I was super hyper aware of it. Like I don't bring my phone with me anywhere. Like when I go go to Coffee Bean every morning. Right. And I'm super aware that I don't bring my phone and it's almost entertainment for me to watch everybody. I was going to 99% of the people that are standing in line on their phone. Yeah. And it's become like comical like i just watch it and i'm fascinated by it and then i get incensed that like when the barista goes to do the order they're they're not even looking in each other's eyes like no one's actually like appreciating the customer service that's happening because they're on their phone and i just that part makes me so sad but manouche and the bored and brilliant which kind of taps into our creativity is when you know when she was she had mentioned when she was going through, uh, she had just had the baby and she was raising, or not raising it, but she wasn't working. And so she was just having to stroll the baby through the streets. And that's when she was most creative. Yeah. And um, she kind of gave that um, really kind of specific challenge of like taking the apps off your phone. And, um, so how does explain to me not the process, but you know when you're deciding I'm it's I I need to go through a detox, whether it's Instagram or Facebook. What, what can you just feel? You know, anxiety coming on, or it's just um, it's just time. I, I I need a break, or and then how do you feel before, during, and after that that process? Well, I think it's process? a little a, a little bit of both going into it. I mean. I think because I have been so mindful that it wasn't like any, like when I read Manusha's book, Born Brilliant, she, she, I think it was a seven day and she did it real slow and steady, like take one app off your phone where I don't keep apps on my phone anyways. So yeah, that was fine. But it was kind of like, um, I think at that time, um, you know, I shoot a lot of pictures just for fun. Like sure. that, it's a natural thing for me. And I was at that time using Instagram. I got, I went down the rabbit hole for the first couple of years of even doing creative stuff on Instagram. Um, what made you kind of stop doing that? 
Well, that was uh, that's recent because in this kind of tra- uh, tra- or this year in particular, I've been specific with really wanting to get off the phone or getting off like Instagram because right. I felt, and this was recently with Instagram because that was my my most favorite. Like, I, I think I defended it when you and I first had a conversation because I follow a lot of creative people. So I get a lot of creative inspiration from right. Instagram. But I also, at the same time, feel empty after I go down the rabbit hole. Can um, I ask you a question? Yeah. I Because I really was thinking about that. Because I've asked you three questions, so I need to remember all of them. What... I I don't know if I'm ever inspired by anything on Instagram. And I and I and I I mean inspired other than maybe I'll see somebody working out or or maybe somebody at a new place that I've never been, but other I don't when when what inspire like what do you fo- who do you follow or what do you follow that inspires artists, you? photographers, um I think just creative people. Yeah. And it's, you know what, it's changed. Because I went through, like, where I just took everybody off unless they were somebody that I was inspiring me creatively. Um, it, again, it's been, I've gone through different phases of sure. it. But it I think it's all circles back to sort of a detox and figuring out how it affects me, how I, what's my relationship to social media. And yeah. so this year I've done a lot of just kind of different experiments. Um Manusha's book was great. Even though I was doing a lot of it already, it just kind of confirmed a lot of things. Um, and I think I, as I started taking breaks from scrolling or checking in um, and all different kinds, I, like a week off, at, at one point I would do um, seasonal Facebook detoxes so where I would take the summer off Um I think that's really, it's, I think it's pretty incredible that you would have the awareness to do that. And just awareness in the sense that, gosh, this platform is really affecting me in ways that Facebook and Instagram don't want people to know about. Yeah. And, you know, I have too with my job. Um, I think I, I have a job that's, um, can be very stressful. It's, there's a lot of, I manage a lot of people. I manage a lot of, um, moving parts and pieces it's it's a job well i think all of us need to be focused at our jobs but i i felt like it was easier um to just kind of go on social media to avoid let's say Mm -hmm. um and then too i think i just early on was aware like i don't like the way this makes me feel so and it i love and i and in, in retrospect actually talking about this because it's been like the last year and a half i think too really embracing minimalism and starting to really kind of go down that journey. Um, And it's been a process of like, you know, layers and figuring out um, being um, intentional with who I'm following and how I'm consuming media. I think social media and those platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter fall into that. So it's been evolutionary for me. I'm still evolving. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an evolution that we probably work, we think about constantly, but, if, if we can. Yeah, but I think um, 
minimalism at its base for me and I really embraced that two years ago it's been about two years also too at the same time I had I've always loved meditation and yoga but I never had a regular practice and for whatever reason two years ago I really I found minimalism um and or I really started to kind of embrace that because I've always been minimal and I've always loved getting rid of stuff but this was beyond the stuff and um it really speaks to me it's really uh I'm I'm it's a really important kind of lifestyle for me it's really made a lot of change or a lot of difference in my life yeah um at the same time um I started meditating and that's become uh, a really important practice in my life. So I think the combination of of both of that has really definitely, you know. So I think I'm just more aware of how social media is affecting my thoughts um, because meditation for me is about uh, it's not getting rid of the thoughts; it's about learning how to be with them and not having them control you and um, being more aware of being conscious and in the present. So, and it's helped me in all aspects of my life, but back to social media. So kind of experimenting with different types of detoxing. Mm -hmm. I think early on apps on my phone, apps off my phone. I never had Facebook on my phone, but Instagram, I would like put it back on, take it back off. If I had any sort of tweakiness about getting rid of or taking breaks from, it was probably Instagram. Sure. And so taking these little breaks and then as you, you and I were talking about before we started the podcast and as you know, just being a friend in my life, um, a year ago I hit some pretty bad burnout with in my career and mm-hmm. in my life. I was really, really burnt out physically and mentally. And can we, we should say what <clears throat> I think we can say what you, you do. Just let's give people a frame of reference of what you, because you're. It's funny, really quickly. We live in this sort of. A lot of people in the in the world don't know the the incredible work that goes into making a movie. It's actually a lot of work and really stressful. Hol- working in Hollywood, yeah, is really stressful. Yeah, and and a lot of people don't see that right. because they just see the final product. Yeah. So what do you do? So. Um, well, I'm in entertainment marketing, so um, and essentially, that's changing as of now. But for the last 15 years or 20 years, I've been in um, what's called creative advertising. So when the studios have a film, they hire the agencies. What am I doing? No, you're fine. Oh, oh, you have that neck thing. Yeah, I'm taking it personal. No, I, I'm going to talk about you later. I can't. I can't look properly because so my neck right is now. so weird. And it looks so weird right now. <laughs> um, so entertainment marketing. Um, probably about 18 years ago, I started. I actually, I always loved film and journalism, and uh, I produced commercials for the first seven years of my career, and then I hit kind of a crossroads and accidentally fell into creative advertising and I started on the studio side um, and that's essentially it's their films marketing group um, they work with the filmmakers and it's their responsibility to create the materials that market the film right and so they 
And then they hire creative agencies to do the creative. And this could be like the posters. It's everything. It's trailers, posters. I mean, when I started, kind of aging myself. Well, that's what's so funny, though, about, you know, what you do. In the sense that as you've evolved from stepping away and being aware of, of what you need personally. Right. You, you know, your company and the work you do demands you to pay attention yeah. and market specifically on Instagram and social media and Facebook. Yeah. So when I started, we were just doing, you know, it, was, it wasn't simple, but it was, you would do a poster and you would do a trailer and there would be a campaign because sometimes <laughs> yeah. there would be a teaser, a, you know, character banners, a, a one sheet or a payoff, which is the poster and then trailers and then TV spots. And, and then about eight years ago, um, you know, came technology in the digital world. And it, it's really, it started to shift about eight years ago because I worked on the Twilight franchise and the first Twilight movie was when it really I got to experience when movie marketing really was able to embrace the digital world. And at that time, it was very exciting. So it was like you could tell transmedia stories and um, you had multiple platforms now to to sell the film. Um, And that is exciting. And, you know, to reach an audience in all these different ways, I guess I could see how it would be exciting. But but now... Well, now it's different. I mean, now it's... A whole other thing. I mean, now we're consuming media differently. Um, it's and and this year in particular, I think the studios are going through a huge shift. Um, they have to because we're consuming media differently um, with streaming, and so it's all changing. Our business is Let all changing. Let me ask you, just your opinion. I mean, obviously, um, do you think Netflix is good or bad for the world? I don't know. I mean, I don't. Hey, that's very black and white. Yeah. I just think we're, consu- I mean, I think it, 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 we're consuming media differently. I mean, I think this ties into how these platforms and technologies are being created. I mean, you're, no one's soaking things in. Well, the and reason- we've lost the art of, and you've talked about that. You know how you watched um, Ozark and like the first two, well, actually, because I felt, I agreed the season one was really, really it was good. Great, it was yeah. epic. And then season two was like, ugh. I mean, yeah. it was just, they, they tried to do so much. There were like multiple storylines. Yeah. I was confused. Like it hurt my brain. And so well, I agree. Like they're just, there's so much. Yeah. And everybody, you know, it's just, there's so much. I mean, even with, that's in my world, um, Netflix now, I mean, beyond just digital content that needs to be created with the campaigns, Netflix um, has a whole thing called consumer. Um, what is it called? I always I forgot what it's called, but it's it's a whole nother division. But it's basically you are they are marketing to the viewers individually. So whatever your algorithm algorithm is. Yeah. So that being said, what used to be one piece of key art, they literally, I'm not making up this number that you have to create 750 different pieces of key art globally to appease all the different aspects of your humanness. (laughs) I mean, basically I'm, I'm making, I'm not making that up, but that's my 
interpretation of it. So can you imagine on the marketing end what that looks like? It's crazy. And yeah. it's all happening right now. And it's 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 chaos. Well, that's why I... And they're still figuring it out. Like, we're still in that phase of figuring it out. But... Yeah. That's why I asked the question about are they good or bad? Because on the surface, Instagram and Netflix, it appears harmless. Or at least I remember when House of Cards came out. It was the first show on Netflix. And it was it was great. And this idea of being able to watch, you know, 10 episodes in two, three days. Oh, why why bother waiting? That's right. That's awesome. But then when you sort of like... Take a step back. It's awful. It's actually... It's awful. It's actually, like, that's my humble opinion for yeah, me. No, I mean, it's... I do. I have such judgment. And this... I mean, and we'll get current, but, you know, from my mini digital detoxes, I'm in a full-on... And I went back to shooting film, 35 millimeter, and I felt like that was, like, Instagram-related because I felt like my craft... I was getting lazy with my craft. Yeah. With Instagram. And... You know, it's been a series of things that have led. Um, I hit a lot of burnout a year ago, and so I just started doing some self-examination. And even though um, I was, you know, using social media in a pretty limited way um, as I went through my process of just trying to figure out, you know, how to deal with my burnout and what was next for me career-wise and you know, did I need a sabbatical? And because I love what I do, I'm passionate about it. Um, I'm not working at something that I hate or isn't. Um, I, you know, it's a creative job. I love, I love actually managing the creative process. Um, sometimes more so than the actual creating. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy it as much as I do creating, and mentoring people and um, and inspiring artists and even when they're doing the work so I do personally get a lot of things out of it but it's all the other stuff right you know the stressfulness of it the deadlines the politics of it um kind of too I mean this year how media is changing and so it's changing my job and um you know kind of having to step back and examine that um and I dealt with you know I made some slowly made some personal changes in my life, um, creating boundaries around work um, just this past year that really kind of helped me with the burnout. And I planned a trip in October to an island called Isla Mujeres. Mm-hmm. Um, and off of Cancun. Off of Cancun. And I went by myself, and I was really excited. And I planned that trip a year ago, going through this burnout, like I had, I had canceled my last couple of vacations due to work, and I had just sort of a fantasy of going to just an island, and, sure. you know, being naked and eating and food and yeah. sleeping and really doing nothing. And and two at that time, I was like, I'm not, I'm not even going to take my phone. And I never, um, you know, with my work, my emails twenty four seven, and I work. I do domestic and international, so it's literally twenty four seven. Right. 
And um, so I had to start making some boundaries with that leading up to this trip. Um, And then when I took the trip, it was like this big deal that I was going to sign off of email completely. And I had prepped my staff and myself. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was ready. And But isn't it, it's just funny how like, we become so addicted and people count on these these items and email and everything so right. much that it's like a big deal to not use email for a it's week. It's crazy. And I've always been, you know, I'm a work I'm a I'm a workaholic. So yeah. I self-admitted. Yeah. But, you know, I'm at a point now where like and a few years ago I made my bedroom a digital free zone. I mean, so it, I've been on this journey for a while. I'd shut my phone off at 9. Um I you know, that's now now the iPhones actually you can set it up and so i do that um so but i took email off my phone and um i really was ready for it i didn't bring a book i I didn't bring books I i just wanted to go sit in solitude and um i went on this trip i was so ready for it um and i took my email off my phone and then I also decided at the, the same time I was going to do a 40-day no social media, um, no news. And I cut cable a year ago, um, but you can still watch the news. Um, no news, no social media. Um, I was off email for a week. Um and I think that's it. So I did this 40-day no social media during mm-hmm. that. So the trip was amazing. Sure. <laughs> P.S. The trip was amazing. It was it was everything I had hoped it would be. Um, it was very... It was it was amazing. How did um, it feel not to be on email and, and social media? So good. Um, yeah. So good. I was so ready. I didn't have that pull at all that you're talking about. Right. Um, I mean, maybe a little. But not... Not really. Um, I slept. I ate. I listened to audiobooks and podcasts. I love podcasts, as you and I have discussed. So I listened to some of my favorite podcasts, and I swam in the ocean and ate really good food. Um, It was just really beautiful. But that 40 days was awesome off of social media. And at the end of the 40 days... I remember, I think it was like a December 1st mm-hmm. date. I'm trying to remember. I'm just doing the timing. Um, I remember like sort of excited to go back on, really just with Instagram. I was excited to see like what my the inspiration inspirational people were doing and to get, you know, I'm, I was thinking I get hits of inspiration. And what I really, when I, so I went back on for like a week or so mm-hmm. and I was like, ugh. Yeah. I, got, I was tired. I was tired. Sure. Um, and then also during that time, it, the, like we had talked about, this year has been, I've been doing just a lot of self-exploration and I knew I needed to make some changes in my life. And I was more, as I got quiet and took these digital detoxes, it really, it also what I noticed too, creativity. So I realized in this detox that I missed shooting film and I kind of realized how I or I felt that Instagram as an artist or a photographer just made me lazy and I missed the craft and that inspired actually I bought a film camera about a year ago but I 
I kind of wanted to just dedicate myself to going deeper in the craft with with photography sure. and then also too when I so when I went back on the social media after my 40 day detox um a couple of things I realized eh I felt actually felt better not on it right and um as I was trying to figure out what this next chapter of my life was going to look like, I, I felt like big changes were coming. Um, I didn't know what they were. I mean, a, a year ago, I thought I'm going to finish out my contract and I need a sabbatical. I mean, I just thought it wasn't the job. It wasn't the career. It was I had never stopped working. Um, and as I started to slowly slow down a little bit, I felt like I thought perhaps I needed to just stop. And give myself maybe two months to do nothing, like not pursue anything. Right. <laughs> and I'm very driven and I'm very A type. So it's definitely a challenge for me. But my soul was like, no, you need to stop. Yeah. Um, and so as I created boundaries for myself and started to slow down and uh, this past year and, and also open to, because I, I don't, you know, have can't retire at this point in my life i don't have the funds to do that um and ultimately knowing myself i'm i i want to keep working so just became i think too as i slowed down more open to what else was out there and what did i truly what would make me happy and um and it wasn't so much figuring out um what the next job would be or career path but it was more how I felt about it and also this year really um honoring myself and becoming truly authentic to who I was Hmm. um and that's an I think that's an evolutionary process but really this year I felt like I think slowing down and getting quiet i think meditations played a big part really getting um really embracing my authenticity and taking risks too because having you know built a career um that's very demanding and has some values that um oppose my own values Hmm. so it was like i'm really this year like honoring me and doing it my way and let's see where that goes and i'm still on that path um so opening myself up to other opportunities and as a few started to present themselves i knew like this next phase was going to be a big change for me Mm-hmm. I needed to make a big change. I didn't know what that was. Or I had one particular opportunity in October that start, that presented itself to me that meant a lot of change for the new year. It meant a move. It meant um, a big step in my career and a chat, a new challenge for me. And I so I felt even more so that I wanted to cut out the noise. Yeah. Um, and so when I came back on after my 40 day detox, this opportunity started to unfold and it wasn't going to be something that happened overnight. It was, it had to be really well thought out, strategic, um, 
you know, I have a job that I'm currently really happy at. And this meant leaving that job and taking this new opportunity, scary opportunity. It meant moving where I live. Um, And so all of that, which felt really scary and really big, I, I wanted to just really have a deep focus on it. And simultaneously, I just read um, Cal Newport, which I don't know if you've read any of his stuff. He is a um, he's a professor, I think, in computer science, mm-hmm. and he he has a very uh, well known TED talk about quitting social media, and he's never been on social media. Um, it's really fascinating, really interesting, and having done a lot of research or reading books like Bored and Brilliant, um, Sherry Turkle's book, which I think I recommended to you, and I forgot the title, Um, her book about, you know, starting to back off of technology. that She wrote that a few years ago. Um, But Cal Newport wrote a book called Deep Work, in which I read. And he talks about, and it really resonated with me, and I've just recently read it, so this is all since December, Um, how we're in a knowledge economy and deep work is a rarity. And deep work is really like, he's got these four main principles, um, deep work. And it's really, it's focusing on a cognitive task without distraction. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that's verbatim, but it's the essence of that principle. (laughs) And then it's, um... It is cutting out the shallow, the shallow work. Shallow work being checking your email. Yeah. Even doing a PowerPoint. I mean, he considers, you know, the stuff that's not easy, but cognitively demanding. And that's hard to do. And especially how our brains are developing with these technologies, deep work is becoming um, a rarity. Yeah. So I almost like, I'm excited about it because I want to be, I almost want to be an outlier yeah. in, in my business. And because I'm, I'm observing all of this. Like I have, you know, I have teams and I watch, I was going to say these kids. I sound like such an old person saying these kids, you, you're, you know, you're old when you're saying these kids that are right. adults working for you. Anyways. Um, you know, I'm not a micromanager and they can work however they want. But I was always like, you, please, like, they, they were on their phone a lot of the time. I mean, I, everyone, the whole office, most people are on their phone or they have a second screen or they have their Facebook up or they're reading an article or they're watching the while news working. And they're, while working. Yeah. And that's always made me nuts. And, um, you know, I think deep work, actually, even though I don't do that stuff, I still do stuff like it sure like checking your email that's just as bad you know all of this that's going on around us is having you know i don't mean to say the word deep but you were just talking about that book deep work by cal newport it's having a deep impact on our culture Mm. and we can let it all go and the government can let Netflix and Facebook go about their business 
But, you know, I asked you that question earlier about is Netflix good or bad? I mean, of course, I still watch the occasional show on Netflix that is good. But whoever is running these companies, they are doing whatever they can. So you are on their platform all the time. I actually, yesterday I listened to an interesting podcast with Cal Newport. He just released, actually Tuesday it came out, a book called Digital Minimalism, which I'm really excited to read. Um, But he was saying his theory, because I do think collectively, so it's like five years ago I was at Wisdom 2.0 and they were talking about how, let's figure out how technologies and um, the mindfulness community can come together and how is this going to affect us? Cal Newport yesterday on his podcast or on this interview um, really felt, he has young kids, like I think under the age of six and he feels that it's kind of like cigarettes. Like when cigarettes came out whenever, I don't know, in the 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. I don't know when the cigarette was created. But at, when the cigarette came, the cigarettes came out back then, they thought it was a good thing. They, they People loved it. It felt good. They were um, marketing it as this really positive thing. It was really healthy for you. And then <laughs> cut to, they started to realize the effects of it. And he, he predicts, and I agree, hmm. and we're in like, I feel like we're at the ter- first starting at the turning point where social media and technology is going to be seen not as a bad thing, but the negative effects. And I think less parents are going to be buying their kids iPhones. I don't think right now, but I think we're just at that turning point where we're really starting to see the negative effects, yeah. the depression, the addiction, um, the falsehoods, the falsehoods. I mean, it really, I, I, this year in particular, um, and well, I, I pick on yoga a lot of times with yoga teachers because to me, yoga should be sort of the complete polar opposite of what, you know, Instagram represents. You know, yoga is about being, you about being true to yourself, mm-hmm. being authentic, mm-hmm. be connecting with your inner voice. And I get that you need to promote, everything is pro- a promotion. But when you're promoting yoga on Instagram through um, influencers yeah and, but have and, you seen i but like this year i think they're realizing the negative effects yes i just read something actually so, about uh, american meme yeah did you watch that? i did finally on so Netflix. that shows the reality of it and then last week i watched forgot there's two of them one's on netflix one's on Hulu, yeah, fire. fire festival yeah. fire fraud fire festival you know these influencers i mean the damage and the falsity, um, it's just gross. <laughs> it but is gross. That's how, I mean, I, I just, it's gross to me. And having been off, you know, kind of consciously deciding during this, wanting to really focus on my new chapter and transition, what I've discovered is um, how beneficial the deep work is to me how much more creativity is coming through me. Um, My intuition feels very deep. Um, One of the four 
principles that Cal talks about for deep work is embracing boredom. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's not an easy thing. It's I, I still struggle with it, but I'm getting so much better at it. And it's, it's really amazing. Like how, like the kind of stuff that's coming up for me creatively, um, the peace of mind and even the opposite of it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going through a lot of change right now and taking some big risks. And so I'm also walking through a lot of fear. Um, and instead of getting on Instagram and numbing out, I'm just feeling it and learning how to be with it. And it's making me feel like a stronger person and, I don't know. No, it's amazing. I, I'm just really like, and so I don't know when I'll go back on social media. I mean, you know, my, I'm starting a new job on Monday and um, I'm still in the same business, but I'm actually going to be on the studio side and dealing with, you know, still dealing with um, marketing films, but my, I'm going to be in a more operational um you know, operational and global, domestic and international and dealing with uh, more processes than Mm -hmm. actual filmmakers and the campaigns. But still, I still, I don't know what that's going to look like because I still have to sort of understand, you know, this new media landscape and how we're consuming media and how we're marketing films. So I don't want to become like a Luddite and like, (laughs) you know, but I do feel like I'm, I'm better off. I'm more present. I'm more creative. Um, I'm because I'm already having to do some research for this new job and I'm coming up with things. I'm understanding things um, a lot deeper. I'm retaining knowledge Hmm. um, better than I ever have before. So uh, it's amazing. Um, So and I. This when I, 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 you know, I didn't delete any of my accounts, but I actually with the Instagram, I erased all my Instagram. So I have like three visuals up there. Like all your previous posts. All my posts are gone because I wanted to sort of start over. I was inspired by the minimalists. They they did a documentary two years ago, Joshua Fields, um, uh, Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. And I really love them and I follow their podcast um, I really relate to a lot of their philosophies. And so they kind of went through the same process. You know, they've talked about digital minimalism and what that means. And it means something different for everybody. So they still post. Um, but at one point, they erased all of their Instagram. Right. Um, for me, it was just about, you know, I don't know what I want Instagram to be for me yet. Um, I'm an artist. Um, I love creating. What kind of artist? All kinds. Um, I love photography. Yeah. Um, you were a painter also. I, pay, I yeah. went through a period of painting. Um, I haven't painted in a while. Um, so I think primarily right now I express myself through photography. And I'm shooting film, and that's been really fun and challenging. Because sh- like I'm a self-taught artist, so I, technically I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. But, um, but that's kind of exciting. Yeah. I mean, I've always, it's always by accident, which is fun. And, you know, I've managed to create some cool stuff that way. But this year with the film camera, I wanted to really understand, not totally get technical, but. 
understand the mechanics of it and lighting and sure. the different aspects of film. I've been totally geeking out on that. I am um, interested, though, because one of my... I don't talk to him much anymore, but, you know, we talk about the effects that Spotify had on music. You know, just... There was... there was I mean, Obviously, photography is still valued. But I remember looking in, like, National Geographic as a kid or life's photos and and uh, or the that magazine life had their yearly photos mm-hmm. and i mean as a photographer i'm not i'm speaking for you and all the photographers out there you know instagram and the art of filters it's just devalued a photographer's work yeah i mean you know? there's some great instagram photos and people are doing some really cool stuff with it sure but my you know and it's might sound judgmental but to kind of agree with what you're saying it's lost its craft it's like anybody can be a photographer and that's been since we've had digital cameras I mean I've had friends that have been photographers forever and I kind of watched them 10 years ago you know 10 years ago when I was hiring photographers they were a rarity there was like a group you know there were the few yeah and it was a craft and then when the digital camera or digital you know, music, um, film, and still photography all became so accessible to anybody, which is good. I, right. I mean, I think, you know, it's just another form. It's It kind of opens up creativity to people. So I think it can be a good thing. But then I do think it's, it's become easy. So you, the craft. You know, I'm sure there's a craft to a really amazing Instagram photo, but not really. No. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, for me this year, it was like more of challenging myself, like really wanting to become analog. I was saying to a friend of mine, um, she's a tattoo artist, I was saying, um, analog is the new black. Like, I'm loving everything analog. Like, the thing, too, with photography, which... Um, when I started shooting film this year, there's something really beautiful for me about um, taking the pictures, not knowing what you shot, hmm. not being able to see it, and then turning in the film and having to wait a week. Like, <sighs> yeah. Even though it was like I get anxious, but I loved it. And then even though I would remember and some days I would count down, but then I'd be so busy, I'd forget. And then I'd get the call from Cam Photo. Your photos are here. And I, you know, couldn't right. wait to see them. And Gosh, like, yeah. I love that. That to me is everything. So, and it's like, I feel like that's, um, I think it's metaphor, you know, for many things in life, um, with all the stuff we're talking about, you know, even when you and I spoke a few months ago, um, the art of the conversation and how, like, even now, yeah, like, you know, we're an hour in, like, I miss this. I mean, we've always had really good conversations. Our friendship and relationship has been about, um, not a lot of small talk. Really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but it's so rare. 
I do. Know? And I've said this on my podcast, though. I've I've felt um, more intelligent being it because every week I get to talk to somebody new for an hour or two, and we we are really paying attention and listening. No phones. There's no phones. Yeah. I mean, I know I had my phone out to read the article, but still, you know, we. Um, it it it's added depth to my life, and we talk about deep work, or you brought it up, and and it's funny. I'm, you know, I'm in the midst of, you know, I sent out my book to like nine people, and I didn't write my second draft for a month, and and through that month, I was like thinking, how do I make this better? How do I take all the opinions and create? A, a better piece of of art and and i've i'm started writing again and i'm writing new music now and i feel like all of the and i never was a big instagram person but i do feel like i've become more aware of that those moments where i would go to my phone in my free time i'm not doing that and it's somehow trickling down where I actually feel more creative now than I've ever felt. That's amazing. I mean, that that's, I'm experiencing that and it's super exciting. Um, so it's almost like I don't want to go back on. I, I want to try to figure out how to like bring closure and, and conclusion to all of this. But I think it's your free time that is who you are now in this weird sort of way. Um, how you spend your free time is ultimately going to define who you are. Mm. And maybe it was always that way, but, but not necessarily. I just think because of the onslaught of the phone and these programs, and then I even think what's so scary now is that news Fox and CNN. I mean, they kind of started it also with those like the ticker tapes at the bottom, and they realized that they they need to create more, and they need to excite your eyeballs and your senses so you stay on Fox or CNN. and And the people they're hiring now, they may not necessarily be creating or or relaying great news but they are doing it in a way that gets you engaged on their programming well, it's an attention economy yeah this isn't like this isn't all new new and like kiss the band kiss obviously they were a pretty good band but it was their look um this idea of creating a persona or an image or getting your attention it it's not anything i guess we could say that's new but just as you said earlier you know when books came out people were worried about the impact that reading a book would have and how would that affect conversation but i think now over the last couple years five years it's taking it to a point where it is it is so extreme that people don't care about quality or truthfulness or actual content anymore all that really matters is what can we do to get you on our platform and i think that's the tipping point when I think that's why people like Kara Swisher, who has this podcast and these articles on the New York Times and all these books are coming out, because I think people are taking advantage. They're creating false lives, manipulation, and it's creating havoc. 
Well, and I think it's starting to, I think it's starting to collectively show and people are starting to address it. I think, I do think there's something with Cal Newport's um, prediction about, and, and the comparison to it being like cigarettes. And so people are starting to realize the detriment of it. And I think probably I agree in the next five years, it's really going to, we're going to kind of really flip and switch to seeing this differently. I think some of us are already aware. Yeah. Um, I'm really experiencing, I mean, again, the, I've been aware of this for a long time or been interested in it and curious about it. And, but really seeing the effects of, Embracing deep work, avoiding the shallows, um, embracing boredom, honoring solitude. Um, the, the benefits or what I'm getting personally, and I think a lot of other people would, is yeah. uh, more, um, a more sense of self, deeper creativity, better intuition, um, more response, less react. Um, did you, uh, I just want to ask when you are at work and you have people, cause you're obviously a supervisor to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like you could say to somebody like, Hey, you know, I need this, this design done. What are you doing? Oh what? yeah. No, I'm very vocal about it. Okay. So you do. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm very vocal about it. Um, and, and I'm sure a lot of your employees are millennials. Some are, um, you know, I I like to lead by example, and I think uh, my lifestyle is pretty obvious how I live my life. Um, well, it's not obvious, but well, when your limo driver dropped you off, it didn't seem very obvious to me. Oh, it was. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding, but it looked good. It sure did. <laughs> um, the limo also was driving a Bentley as well, so yeah. at least he had good taste. Yeah. And he um, actually carried me up the stairs. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just curious. You know, you no, know. I'm very vocal with my team. Okay. I'm not, like, mean about it, but, you know, um, doing the work I was doing um, at, on the agency side as of late was all adaptive work, So, and it's all, whatever, you know. You all should know what that means. It's just a lot of deliverables and deadlines. And my team consists of account managers, production designers, and um, production managers. And so we are constantly, it's a machine. And it's stressful. It's like, you know, we're getting information from the client, the studios, and we're having to deliver. And we have deadlines. And so it's a machine, it's a flow, and, you know, stuff falls through the cracks. Well, yeah, because you're on your fucking phone. So it's like, and and two, you're not grasping things. Like I had this one kid who was so talented and I so wanted to keep him on the team and I brought him on um, and he he was so eager and he, he had such amazing work ethic and he had the skills, but he kept making mistakes because he was on his phone or he had his headphones on. And it's like, you know, I guess too, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sound cliche, especially millennials, but like I was saying to you in response to that article you sent me, I feel really fortunate that Mm. I at least had a brain that developed pre the digital age 
Um, Because I have something to actually um, hearken back to or like an, um, I'm trying to think of the word, a, just something, I remember my brain not on digital. Right. (laughs) And these kids, can you imagine, like I feel bad for these brains that are being developed on only digital because it is starting to affect everybody. So they have nothing to kind of um, respond back to sure. or refer back to right. as like a point of of reference of just how much better they could be. So it's like, and I had I had to have conversations like, take your headphones off, please don't when you're working, don't like I've had a no headphone policy because that I can't stand that. It's yeah. like because the way my team works and the way my t- this my particular workflow work just the way that the account was um we all had to hear what was going on at all times and communicate there were lots of moving parts and pieces so maybe some jobs you can put your headphones on and just zone out maybe an art director who's working on a piece of art different story sure wear your headphones because yeah, sometimes like music can actually be inspiring yeah that's different but my particular <laughs> team with the type of workflow we were doing you can't not be listening to what's going on it's that kind of work this particular account right so and this going back to this kid i could not you know i gave him an extra month and it just you know i can't afford for us to be making mistakes and i know for sure because he had the skills his intentions were were pure his work ethic was great there was no reason he should be making mistakes and he couldn't comprehend and, I, you know, he too, also too, I mean, they're all on their phones. Even, you know, even the middle age, even the middle agers. Yeah. I was constantly, like, I was more um, jovial about it. Like, get off your phone. I hope that's something really important. You know, like, I would just walk by and, like, say little things like that. Yeah. What's going on on Instagram? You know, it was more, it was a little passive aggressive. Um, But then I would have, like, you know team powwows where I'd be like you guys honestly like if we, like we had to discuss like stuff that was falling through the cracks I'd be like you guys have to focus yeah just focus but these their brains can it's sad because it's like you know the, the dopamine's the dopamine is going so it's almost like you're stressed because you have a deadline Right, and instead of like embracing that, you're going to go for the dopamine hit to deal with the stress of the deadline and the client request. Right, so it's complicated. Yeah, that's why like I love Deep Work, this book that Cal wrote. Cal knew Cal. We're on a first name basis. Yeah, Cal, um, because it is going to be a rarity. Um, it is a rarity. Yeah, and so I want to make it my superpower. It's so cool. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it and it's challenging. You know, it is challenging. It is challenging to brace boredom. Um, and you know, I still, you know, and he, I'm still in the beginning stages. I mean, he recommends like four, four hours is like his maximum of deep work Yeah, that he's saying that, you know, as humans we're, you know, not capable of, but that's a good amount, but that's like a. That's a goal for me. I mean, I, and there's different recommendations. Like there's the Pomodoro method where you do like 25 minutes of deep work and you do it on a timer 
and then you like there's different methods I, I mean everyone's kind of figuring out and talking about it Tim Ferriss talks about it in the four-hour work week where it's like 25 minutes of deep work deep work meaning focused work with no distractions like not right. checking your email um, not switching your thought focusing on one task one cognitive task um, and then for five minutes you just you can do check your email take a break take a walk um, I mean, I'm nowhere near four hours. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm a little ADD and I like, you know, I'm, I, you know, but I'm challenging myself right now Yeah. and there's different styles. There's like a journalistic style where you do it when you can. There's a ritualistic style where, you know, it's a set time every day. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm more of the do it when you can. Yeah. Or you can, you know, there's the. Um, where you basically like move to a cabin and you don't talk to anybody. <laughs> it's right. like, um, you know, the, I can't remember, the, but I don't know what my style is. And, you know, this new chapter, my career, I'm starting a new job next week and I don't know what that's going to look like or entail. So I don't know. I definitely will have, you know, I have a two hour window in the morning. I walk two miles and I meditate for a half hour. Yeah. And I, so I have this two hour window. So it's like two hours. And when I get up, I get about five thirty every morning and it's a two hour window and I love getting to work early. So I leave by eight. Um, so sort of like that. And then maybe, you know, as of late, I've been having seven thirty to nine thirty be my deep work, um, window. So I'm not achieving it yet. Right. <laughs> like, but I'm at least trying. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited, but I'm excited to read uh, Digital Minimalism. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's been really great talking to you about all of this stuff. Yeah. Give me, like, just to end, give me um, probably your two or three most inspiring books that have, like, changed your attitude about your life in technology when it comes to this area. If you had to recommend to a few people if they're interested in approaching their life in this in this sort of way that you're talking about. Regarding technology, um, I would say Deep Work. Right. Cal, Cal, Cal Newport. Cal Newport. Okay. Two others. Um, well, I'm going to suggest Bored and Brilliant. Bored and Brilliant, for yes. sure. And then this isn't, this book was really inspirational um, in my life this year in particular. Um, it's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Okay. And it's about your upper limit. And it's it's about living in your zone of genius. Um, that sounds really interesting. It's really interesting. And it was really inspiring. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's about, you know, um, being, it's just, it, he talks a lot about your, the upper limit problem, how like we get so far and then we continue to, you know, the voice in your head makes you insecure or whatever. Sure. But anyways, it was a really, um, I'm not articulating it well right now, but it, it was really inspirational. I've just finished reading it for the third time. Um, and actually it's funny going into this new year, um, with just the year I've had just really kind of self-evaluation, investigation, um, being super intentional about my life this year, 
approaching 2019, I decided to make it a, I called it a simple year. Hmm. And, um, cause I read a lot of books and I'm always researching and I can get, you know, like you can overdo it. Sure. So, um, I kind of made a decision. I, I mapped out this simple year and, uh, you know, I have two main focuses. I'm, I'm starting kind of this new chapter in my career. Um, and I really want to focus on it because it's going to be super challenging and exciting. Um, and I want to be present for all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I moved. So focusing on kind of just settling into a, a new space. And then I decided to pick one book a month. And it's, they're all books I've already read. Hmm. And I'm, I'm, I want to live by the book. Because mm-hmm. I've read all these books. And all the books I picked, the 12, for the 12 months, are books I loved. But I really want to go back and I want to live the book. Hmm. Yeah. So this month was the big leap. So I just reread it. Um, two other books, I will say. So Bored and Brilliant, Deep Work. Mm-hmm. Big Leap, and then two others, and they're both short reads. Um, Derek Sivers, Anything You Want. Um, he started CD Baby. Yeah, that's and why I know that. Okay, so, and sure. it's just really like, it's a short book, and it's like just his top principles of his philosophies on life. And then also Julian Smith, The Flinch. Okay. Um, just really inspiring. Yeah. All kind of can support this this way of life this way of life yeah yeah well i want to close by just saying i feel like the world is creating people that are robotic and that we aren't unique anymore Mm -hmm. and we're all sort of becoming the same we're all reacting the same we all don't know how to communicate anymore if somebody disagrees with you and you know we you and i had a disagreement like six weeks ago or eight weeks ago and I think because we grew up in a time, I mean, I'm probably simplifying it a little bit, but because we grew up in a time before technology, also we're friends, but there is a way to communicate when you don't agree with somebody. And I think Facebook and Instagram, and because it's just the like option and that's it. And if you don't agree with something, you can't really say anything because it's a public platform because you don't want other people to see your disagreement or, you know, you don't agree with something because then it's opening up a whole other can of worms because you're almost disagreeing with somebody publicly and then other people can get involved. So it's creating a world where... Well, and people feed off the negativity. Yes, and people feed off the negativity and then you don't know, not you personally, but... It's changed the way a brain functions. Mm -hmm. And it's also creating a world where you can't think for yourself and you can't actually have your own opinions because, and then the other wrinkle is we want like instant reaction Mm -hmm. and and you can't really sit and think and create your own thoughts or opinions. It needs to be right away, but a lot of times it takes time to actually come up with your own viewpoints. And so all of the things that you and I have been talking about and all the books that you've been suggesting and why deep work is so important and turning off your phone and maybe going off Instagram for a month. Or it's, forever. 
or forever beca- <laughs> because it allows you to actually connect with your own life and what you feel and what sort of inspires you, what turns you on, what turns you off. And, and if people don't like that, then maybe they weren't meant to be part of your life. Right. You know, these are all sort of the things that, um, I think you should be asking yourselves. And I think that's sort of one of the goals with the podcast. I mean, the art of conversation, but also hopefully it's inspiring people to, to think deeper. So I think today that's, I think the theme of the show and having you on. And I, I really appreciate you sharing your story and coming on and talking about the deep work that you've gone through and taught and, and experienced. And hopefully it'll inspire other people to, look below the surface yeah yeah that's my favorite is inspiring others yeah yeah that's my purpose in life beautiful jen eddie um i would say you can find jen on instagram but you're not going (laughs) to see anything i think there's three pictures on there i might go back although i have no i have my my art is on i have a website jenditchick.com it's kind of a just showcase of D I T C H I K. Yeah, Jen Jenditchick dot com. Yeah, one N. One N. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably be seeing a lot of the movies that she's done, a lot of the uh, the marketing creation for. So, yeah. but I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, and uh, for all you listening, thanks so much for taking the time to listen, and um, I'll be back next week.